Welcome to the Pure Prophecy Podcast. This is Jeff, and in the studio with me today is Steve. Hi, Jeff. And David. Hi, Jeff. And I know we usually dive right into a revelation. This one is a little bit different, so I kind of figured before we dive into the revelation, let's kind of chat a little bit about this. So this is a prophecy that I received from ooh, back in maybe August timing. And um, it was it was a vision, not a dream, but just the visual aspects of this make it similar to a dream in many ways. Um, I sat on this word for what, over two months now. So it's been sort of percolating inside of me. And I've been hesitant to write it down because it seems to me to be quite directive and quite futuristically predictive. Some big words. Um, So I've been really wanting to make sure that what I got, I'm sure... For me, Jeff, that it's from the Lord before I put it down and had it judged and get it released. So, um, yeah, that's a little bit of the backstory here. I find that when I get a revelation like this, it's just best to get it recorded, the revelatory, as quickly as possible because what it does to me, it puts me in a spin cycle that I can't get out of the revelatory uh and, and get to where what the Lord is actually saying because all the images are, you know, stirring and spinning me around and around and around. So I just call it a spin cycle like in, mm-hmm. in a dryer. Um, and normally when that happens and you're starting to get consumed, it's best to write it down, not just hold on to it or get it recorded. Um, but again... Part of the wrestling has been trying to understand, is this from the Lord? What is the Lord actually saying? Which the strength of prophecy is, speaking on behalf of God, that's what prophecy is, getting something that has a lot of images, getting that interpreted, what is the Lord trying to say through the images, can take, a, take quite some time. I've had this happen to me. Uh, so my first recommendation for any of you that are sitting on something like this First, get it off of you, get it recorded, get it written down. Mm-hmm. So then you can go back. And we now know from Jeff's conversation that when we get to the interpretation, this has come much later than the revelatory. So it's fine uh, on, on a, a face-to-face prophecy. Sometimes you get the revelatory and you don't get the interpretation. You would have to sit for a while. So sometimes, Steve, I find that the, the imagery— that I receive is for me to understand. Well, I'm glad you brought that up. And sometimes the imagery that I receive is for the recipient to understand. Correct. And how do I know that that's really the big question is how do you know if the imagery is God speaking to me so that I can understand how to speak it forth versus God's showing me something that is important for the person. And um, I have a really simple little answer to that. I ask him. Correct. Yeah, yeah, of yeah. course. I just ask him, is this for me, or do I have to share this 
this imagery with the person. Um, sometimes, these are the answers that I get. Sometimes it's for me. Sometimes it's for the person. Sometimes I I ask him if there's something that he says is for me. Can I say, can I share that? And he's like, yeah, it will help their understanding too. So there's different responses. Yeah, there's different responses. But yeah, so it's not every time that I share the imagery. Correct. Sometimes I do. Sometimes it's just, this is the word of the Lord, what I feel him speaking to me. You got to begin to understand that in the revelatory, and I'm speaking to those that get a lot of seeing imageries uh, by the Holy Spirit, uh, the Lord will build a communication language through the images mm-hmm. that you begin to see. Yeah. And yeah. those are to help you understand or begin to understand the revealing that the Lord wants to bring out. Yeah, that's so good. I, so that's I'm going to give a I'm yeah. going to give a, a an imagery language that the Lord has given me. If I see a person in a kitchen and they are baking bread or baking cookies, uh, they have a pastoral calling on their life. They like serving the word, the bread of life, and that image, bang, that's all I have to have from the Lord to know the calling that's on their life. Now, I relate to what you're saying. Sometimes the Lord says, tell them that they're baking cookies or tell them they're baking bread. I've actually seen somebody take the loaves, wrap the bread, and put them in a delivery truck. And so the Lord says, this is one that goes out. This is one that goes out into the community and shares the word. Mm-hmm. So these Im- this image for me over the years has really nailed down that all God has to do is show me this picture, and I know part of their calling already yeah. for their life. Yeah. And I do ask the same question, Lord, do I need to reveal this or do I just need to speak to the calling? Mm -hmm. And that can save some time and can save some confusion uh, when others look at some of the types of images that do come up when you see. So let's, I want to ask some questions because I'm sure that there's people listening that are going to be like, how did you learn that? How did you learn that somebody breaking, baking bread in the kitchen equals a call of a pastor on someone's life? Well, first of all, you have to express it, and then somebody has to confirm it, and then you get it again, and then it gets confirmed, and then you do it again, and it gets confirmed. So uh, I've seen five or six occurrences like this that each time it was confirmed by the person that received. Now, I don't really get overly excited if somebody calls out and says, oh, you got a strong intercessory gift. And I go, yeah, I do. That doesn't really show me anything in the prophetic, but it does get my ears up going, okay, you're hearing pretty good from the Lord right now. Now what does the Lord want to say to the calling that I'm walking in or the giftings that I'm walking in? So it's kind of like you get these images, you nail something, but then you've got to go back to the Lord and say, what do you want to say into this? So, you know, you've seen some things here, and the Lord wants to say into it. This is where the interpretation is stronger than the revelatory of seeing the images. And so you have to have an anointing for the interpretation just as much as you are flowing in an anointing of seeing the images. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes it's interesting be- that you say that because— there are times when I get these images and it's like I'll get them again 
and then again. Now they're they may they may be like flowers is a is a big one that I get often. And somebody else sits down and I get flowers again. But they're different and it's different situations. And and of course God never intends for anything to be difficult. And I think we have to understand that. He does not intend for the prophetic to be difficult or the words to be difficult. Um, but he may put something on our plate for those that are prophesying. He may put it on your plate. And you need to learn to ask questions. Yep, yep. I don't understand this, God. And, and sometimes God may say, just give it that way. Right. Just release it like that. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden they go, wow, that's amazing. God, you know, is doing this, 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 and this. But sometimes I'll get a, a word, like a word of knowledge, and I'll go, okay, is there more here? And then God will unfold it and, and I'll be able to share something. Um, but it's it it's always just stopping. If you don't understand something that that you're seeing that's being revealed to you, then just stop and ask questions. Yep. What is this? Lord, what are, what are you trying to say to this person? What is it that, because like I said, God does not intend for it to be difficult, but he may want you to learn how to ask questions, how to perceive and understand, you know, what he sent to you. And like you, Steve, you learned all of a sudden, all right, this certain thing typically is has to do with pastoral ministry. And uh, so he, we learn. It's called learning the ways of God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I I try not to get into presumption, though, just because one thing meant something in this case for that individual or group. It may mean something different to a different individual group. So I don't just presume it. I usually double check. Um, and just to make sure, I think this is what you're saying. Is that, yep, good, go with it. Um, in prophetic mentoring, I'll take a step back. And when we teach in the classes, we just we just encourage for you to put down whatever you're getting yeah. so yeah. that we can encourage you that you're hearing from the Lord. Absolutely. But after a yeah. while, when you've been walking with the Lord for quite some time and God is, is built up, uh, not only your relationship with him prophetically, but a prophetic language that you're walking with him. Um, the question that you ask when you get a rev- revelatory section, images, or you hear from the Lord, you can quickly ask the question, what does this mean? This this now opens the yep. dialect yep. to go walk into interpretation. Exactly. And then the strength of maturity that Jeff just earlier proposed, I'm going to say it again, Lord, is this something for me, or is this something that I need to share? Uh, that's very important, mm-hmm. because you don't have to give everything. Now, we promote that early on in prophetic mentoring, but as you walk and you have an experience uh, prophesying, um, it's very hard for folks to pick up the images and say, oh, they're from the Lord. The interpretation carries the greater strength when God comes back and speaks a meaning to a word of knowledge or an image that's been given to you. Uh, You've got to also begin to trust the Lord in this area. The Lord's going to speak to that person's heart. So what does the heart matter in this uh, revelation that you're getting? 
and that can help you flow in the interpretation. Agreed. So this word that I want to share with all that preamble is one that I've been sitting on for a while because I wanted to make sure, number one, it was from God. And it the burden of this word has not lifted. Um, nor has the word itself lifted. It's still very clear to me, which is why it's now on paper and we're about to talk about it. So I'm going to read the the revelation and and this is for um this is for a church that is not one of it, it's not our church it's a church abroad i see a road with a fork where there's a kind of intersection the road heads left and the road heads right both roads lead into the same town the road on the right leads up the hill and into the city center, continues up the hill a little farther to a large and old cathedral. The cathedral has been neglected and is in much need of repair. The foundation is firm, the structure strong, the roof needs repair, everything needs to be cleaned and restored. And then it kind of fast forward and I see the cathedral in its magnificence, its breathtaking, the stainless glass windows, the sculptures, the altar, the pipe organ, restored to their grandeur. The cathedral is full of life and people. The people are aristocrats, educated, business owners, government officials, cultural personalities, and famous. The people come from all over, locally, regionally, and even nationally. I see the preacher from the pulpit giving a message of kingdom reformation. There are baskets where people place their offerings and they overflow into heaps. Now the road on the left leads down the hill and alongside a river into a section of town that looks like old concrete block warehouses. There are pairs of warehouses and rows of them over many blocks. The warehouses need repair, with many having the appearance of being vacant. The foundations are firm, the structures are strong, the roofs require repair, windows need to be replaced, junk needs to be removed, and lots of cleaning. Again, I see the same pastor taking a very large group of people that are forming from all, or talking to a very large group of people that are forming from all directions. They are joining the others to work, to repair, to clean, and while they do this, they are singing. Fast forwarding, wow, the renovation has become a lively community. There's a courtyard surrounded by warehouses. One warehouse is a church. One is an orphanage. One is a community learning center. Many are mission houses. One is a kitchen with hundreds of tables in it. One is a business where donations are left. Workers restore and resell the donated items with a line of customers waiting. So now I, I've had some time with this imagery 
and I've had the opportunity to ask God lots of questions about it and what it could be, what it means and what he's trying to say. Um, and this is what I'm getting in terms of an interpretation of what I just saw. I'm shown a point in time that's coming near with a decision will be taken that will lead towards purpose. Both of these choices lead towards advancing the kingdom of God. Both of the choices have an amazing outcome. Both are needed. Both require acquisition and lots of work. And the pastor, I believe, is representing his church community, congregation. He's, he's not alone in this. It's, it's, his, it's the whole group mm-hmm. that he represents. Now, for the road leading up to the cathedral, I believe that that is to be interpreted as ministering to the upper class. I believe it's positioned on a hill above the city center is indicating that this this is going to be visible and it's going to have prominence. I have the sense that it ties towards a kingly anointing where there will be leadership and government of people with far-reaching influence. Provision, I note, seems to flow after the renovation. Now, the road that leads down along the river, I believe, is indicating ministering to the lower class. I perceive the river to be of of significance, just like the hill was. I believe it's representing the need for constant flow of the Holy Spirit. I have the sense that this seems to align with a priestly anointing, where there will be serving, saving, delivering, healing to those most in need. Um, I'll note that provision in this case seems to arrive before the renovation and then continues after the renovation. And I'll just add one last thing, and I'll give you guys a chance to chime in here. It seems to me like this is just getting started at interpreting the revelation. I think that there's more interpretation needed because I think there's a lot of, of details in there that, that could have significant meaning. Jeff, if I had not read your interpretation or seen it, um, I would have agreed, but I would have also, in, in, in hearing the revelation, I would have seen it that this is not a decision of either or. It's a decision of both. That, that this is the path that they're to go on and they will basically um, minister to 
to the upper or the aristocratic, and they will also minister to the poor, that it's a combination of both that God is calling them to. It's not a decision not to now. The, the, the reason for the prophetic word would be be careful not to just settle for one or the other when God's calling you to both. Mm. Mm. I believe that, it, that what's being uh, revealed here and I don't know this church, and I don't know this body of, of leaders and servants. Um, I believe the work is too great to do both. And within them, some have chosen the left, some have chosen the right. And there's an inability at this point to probably do all of this work. There's not enough manpower, woman power to, to, to complete this work. Um, but I do get out of this revelatory that God is with them and will bless them with whatever work they choose. Now, I didn't pick it up the first time, but when you read it this time, one, you have to walk uphill, one, you go downhill. So it's easier to go in the physical to go downhill quicker than it is to go uphill. So if you're thinking that your early success is walking down on the left side, uh, that you're going to see quick success versus you got to climb a hill, you're not going to see quick success. So um, I see the blessing of the Lord in both types of work and in both types of services. And I really believe that this pulls back um, what your intentions need to be. Are you looking for short-term results? Or are you looking for long-term results? And I think both show what the long-term result is going to be but there's a lot of work that's got to be invested. And I believe that this congregation is wrestling where they're going to work, where they're going to focus. I do believe from reading this and hearing this as a word from the Lord that the leadership has a split camp. Hmm. One want to go after the upper, one wants to go after the lower. And I like what David has brought forth. You can do both. But you need to be focused that the work's going to look a lot different um, in, in the direction that you take. Hmm. Now, I will step in here. This is really hard for me as a prophesier not to start just prophesying over a revelation. So this is, a, this is an area that prophetic people get tripped up on when it comes time to judge something that the interpretation isn't, like you said, you feel like it's the beginning. It hasn't been solidified. It's real easy for me right now to start interpreting what I just heard out of the revelatory. And that's not judging. That's creating a whole nother prophecy on top of a prophecy. And so I'm trying to stick in the judge, judging side as is this a, a word from the Lord first before I would go to add on to what I'm actually hearing for an interpretation. I, I, I want to jump in because I, I'm – picking up on something that I hadn't noticed earlier, and I believe that this is God. So I find it very interesting that I've been sitting on this for more than two months, letting it, I use the word percolate. Um, I'm going to change the word to say it, it almost, it feels like that this has been it's almost like birthing, right? 
this is this was conceived months ago and it's been developing um and I can't help but wonder if it's not the exact same thing for them the recipients if these if these ideas have been birthed in them or I should say conceived in them and they're in birthing right now right it's it's something that they've been processing, um, developing, it's been growing in them. Um, and now as it's, as it's starting to approach, it seems like maybe there's, it needs to now come forth, right? It's time now for this to start coming forth. So I guess I'll just throw that in there as part of a potential interpretation of, of what I've gone through from a process. I think they are also going through as a process. You have to continue with your with your constant conversation with the Lord. And now we switch gears. When is it time to present a revelation or present a prophecy? You've been given that. You've written it down. You've been faithful in that, and you're sitting on it, and you're still sitting on it. But you also have to ask the question of the Lord, when do I give this? Is it time to give this? Now, I can share out of experiences that— I acted like immature Joseph, and I shared the dream about the stars in the heavens. And you know, your brother's next 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 season selling you off, and you're a slave, and you got to go to Egypt. <laughs> yeah. I, I have found being immature that quickly sharing a prophetic word out of timing, yeah. the recipient will not receive it from mm-hmm. the Lord. Yeah, they'll judge you. They'll judge the, the words that have come out of your mouth, and they'll say it's not of God, and you're. Being as sincere as possible, you know it's of God, but because of my immaturity, it wasn't the right time and it wasn't the right season. And what Jeff has raised here is uh, the recipient can be in that preparation mode to to receive a prophetic word, that God is building that. Uh, And Jeff may have to sit on this for another year or another two years, but there will be a time when the Lord says, share it, and that's when you have to be faithful to, to, to give this prophetic word. So... I know some of you are saying, Steve, are you sitting on prophecies? Yes, I sit on prophecies because it's the Lord that wants to give the word, not Steve. Mm-hmm. I've learned that, good. and I've, I've, I've been, been harmed many a times or rebuked many a times from recipients that just couldn't hear it or see it. Mm-hmm. And, and so timing is crucial. Mm-hmm. So you're saying it's a lot more comfortable to sit on prophecy than to give it too quickly. I'm just kidding. <laughs> In the long run, In yes. The long run. But the, the thing is that, that's so important about that is that, I mean, I've, I've known of, of great prophetic uh, men and women who have done the same. They, they may have sat on a prophecy for 30 years until God said, all right, this is the one, this is it, this is where you're supposed to release this. Mm-hmm. And so that it is important. And if you, if you don't believe it, look at Habakkuk chapter 2, where he, he, he says, I wrote, write down this vision, but then sit on it. And then when the time comes, basically run with it. Mm-hmm. You know, even God did that with, in, in prophetic situations. So there are times that, that we have to learn when to release something and when to know is a good time. That's good, Steve. That's real good. You know, I'd like to, because we've gone, we're going long on this one, but I think it's been really good, helpful for 
the listeners, hopefully. So let, let's bless the listeners. Father, I bless those who are listening that often may be confused uh, or have a difficult time with what they're hearing you say or whatever. I bless them, Father, with wisdom and understanding that as they work with this stuff, as they walk in it, they can learn to hear and see you in such a clear and wonderful way and, and walk in it with joy. So I bless them, Father, with that wisdom and that understanding. I've found that at times when I hear somebody prophesy and they go into great depth, it can challenge me, maybe even make me feel jealous that why doesn't God show me these pictures? Why doesn't God take me into that detail? And it brings up the, the question, you have not because you ask not. So I bless the listeners in this area. Keep asking for the Lord for the more. And God will begin to give you clarity. God will begin to open your ears in the night and you'll hear his voice. And God will give you the beat of his heartbeat that you can display in, in this world where people need Jesus. I bless the listeners with eyes to see, ears to hear, and hearts open to perceive, minds open to understand, and I bless them with the manifest presence of Jesus. Amen.